cultural infused. Um, we are separated, but all together at the same time. <laughs> we are uh, with COVID cases going up continually. I think the last number in Mississippi was uh, 1,800 cases in a day. Uh, we are trying to make sure we're socially distant. So um, now you can see a clear look at all of us in the uh, in the, the video here. So we're once again joined by our CEO and general manager, Kevin Doddridge. Hello, everyone. Justin, thanks for putting this on. <laughs> it's not a problem. This is actually a little bit easier of a setup for me, I think. So <laughs> just record the uh, the screen here. Uh, we have our director of marketing and business development, Michael Bellapani. Hi, y'all. And our director of safety and loss control, J.D. Cox. Glad to be here with you, Justin. Glad to be here uh, in all separate corners of the campus that we have here at North Central. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to, we're going to, I think we are separate. We're going to keep things kind of a little short, but we're what we want to give you guys an update for December. So I'm just going to toss it over to you, Kevin, and uh, you can right. tell us what you got to say. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, you know, you mentioned at the beginning the uh, COVID and, and how we're trying to stay separated even more so now. And anybody that's followed the news knows how the cases are on rapid acceleration. And, and we're experiencing that at North Central uh, today. And at, uh, we've had probably over 45% of all of our personnel that have been affected at some point by this virus, whether they've actually had it and been isolated or exposed and had to be quarantined. And right now at North Central, we're drifting because things change daily, but we're drifting between about 10 and 15% of our employees uh, being quarantined for, for one reason or another. I was on a conference call with uh, other cooperatives this morning uh, throughout the Southeast, and that seems to be a trend everywhere. Um, and, and, and that should concern us and concern you uh, for, for multiple reasons. Um, we've probably all heard talk about the virus and people that have gotten it and uh, probably haven't gotten that sick. But you have to remember, uh, you're asymptomatic or get around some others, you can spread it to someone who is at risk. And people at risk at, at this moment are not faring very well. And our hospitals are full. That's conversations that I've had with hospital officials. And at one point, uh, they were actually uh, at capacity. And uh, that's kind of a, a moving target as well. But we are about it and we're concerned for the very same reasons that we were concerned back in um, late February, early March. We want to keep um, we want to keep our employees safe. We care about our employees. We want to keep them safe, and to extend that, we want to keep their families safe. We don't want them to have a virus that poses a great risk uh, to their family members. Number two, we want to keep the lights on. Keeping the power on is is basic blocking and tackling here at North Central. It's something that we must do. Um, the concern that we have right now with our, our, our personnel. Uh, it's, it's a good diversity, a good spread. So we don't have a lot of cases in, you know, accounting and our clerical staff or engineering or line construction spread out. The concern is that it could focus in one area and it focuses on one area uh, just through basic carelessness. Uh, not somebody wanting to spread it, but just something where we just don't think for a little bit. And I, I probably our biggest concern now is that we get alignment that could be positive and for a span of a little bit more than 15 minutes and a proximity of six feet, uh, that that individual uh, is in contact with a lot of other employees. If you look up and we start losing 
uh, five, eight, ten linemen at a time, then we are really compromised. As we're heading into a time of year, early December, when we typically do have a warm front come through or dramatic change in weather, and, and we have the, the occasional tornado, the threat of ice usually begins in, um, in December as well. So as far as keeping the lights on, we've got to make sure that we're able to do that. So that's why we monitor this so closely and we monitor it daily. And that's the reason I'm having conversations with others throughout the valley to see if others are having that problem as well. So we'll be in a position if we do have uh, severe weather that, that we can reach out to those others for assistance immediately if we need to. Uh, another thing that we followed, and uh, I don't know if we're technically in a post-election time of year or not. I guess there was an election. Uh, we're just doing the further review, and that's a happy rebel. Further review usually isn't, uh, usually doesn't have a good ending, but uh, still looking at the election result, and, and we follow that closely because uh, we do, uh, the, the electric co-ops were born out of Washington, D.C. and federal legislation and executive orders, and, and also the Tennessee Valley Authority. So we've got a, a TVA board that at the moment is not fully staffed, and there are several uh, recommendations that have been made that we would like for our uh, current U.S. Senate to go ahead and try to take care of that uh, when they can, try to get that in before the end of the year. We don't need that process starting all over again. Our concern for TVA is ever since North Central's inception, they have supplied us 100% of our wholesale power. They have been a partner with North Central ever since we were created. Uh, we don't need, we need strong leadership at TVA. We currently have it. Uh, TVA has been an incredible partner to North Central. And uh, people don't really understand the overall effect the Tennessee Valley Authority has through uh, the management of the water system and the generation of power, which of right now is pushing uh, roughly 35 or 34,000 megawatts produced. That's the capacity of the system. And probably some 160 billion kilowatt hours generated each year. And 40% of that's through nuclear power and over 12% through hydro. So you're looking at a, at a large utility that is generating more power with fewer emissions and uh, has been a great um, asset to North Mississippi, Tennessee, North Alabama, and Georgia and parts of Kentucky. So we do follow what goes on. TVA, being a, an authority of the federal government, they really are limited in their lobby to the federal government. So they rely on us, their wholesale customer, to try to make sure that we stick up for those local power companies in the Valley and its membership and communities that really see the benefit of being in the Tennessee Valley area. I'll move on to fiber briefly and uh, just say, I know everybody's anxious. We're building about a mile a day. Uh, our contractors are staying healthy. I think I gave you the numbers last time, roughly a mile a day. Uh, somewhere around $45,000 to $50,000 a day spend, and we hope it's going to pay off. And, and we're trying to do it in, in, in a real uh, strategic manner so that we're trying to get to rural consumers, but at the same time, not going to have a, uh, a void of cash flows that kind of limits the size of the project. So we're carried on like that. Um, for, for those of you that are anxious to get uh, high-speed internet to your home, I hope you'll look at these days as leading up to Christmas. As, as that, if you remember when you were a kid, uh, on Christmas <clears> Eve, <throat> you, you were worried and you were anxious and you were really looking forward to something. So for those of, of y'all that are having to wait, remember, it, it's going to be a great deal when you get it. 
it's going to be a great product. So we hope that you'll uh, be anxious from a positive standpoint. Because you got to remember, the anxiousness of Christmas Eve will blend into Christmas Day when you're going to see something that says some assembly required. So <laughs> there to get you service, it's going to take a little bit of time as we're building in drops and doing installs. So bear with us. We are moving as fast as is responsible, and we said we're going to do that all along. We don't want to threaten the viability of the electric distribution co-op. So we're moving at, at a very responsible and strategic pace. And uh, we're, we're going to be really excited to roll this product out to you. In the meantime, the, the, you got Michael's hat to look at there. He's got that new hat. Limited <laughs> edition. I am jealous. This is this the first run, so hopefully we'll have many going out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, going from there, we've, we've, we've been talking about COVID. And a uh, nice sticker on your cup there. I, I'm sure uh, Richard Cushing would appreciate that. So, <laughs> uh, but we were talking about COVID earlier, um, and that has canceled a lot of community events. I know that there's um, at least one Christmas parade in our service area that's been canceled. And so is there any other sort of events that we know of, Michael, that are being canceled due to you know pandemic scares? Yeah, I mean, obviously our nonprofits are just not able to hold the, the normal gatherings that they would. And um, what we're doing is, as sponsors are, are trying to continue to support them, uh, ask them really what their needs are. And um, it's it's been a blessing that we've been able to do that because uh, from a budget standpoint, a lot of our activities have been canceled too. So uh, cash flow has, has, has held pretty pretty well and we're able to to continue supporting those organizations but uh anything where you've got gatherings um is pretty much uh it's pretty much been canceled through february as far as i'm i'm hearing okay all right well uh i guess we'll go from there it is the holiday season even though there is a pandemic happening so jd what's your uh safety advice this month yeah glad to be with you here uh justin and just to kind of piggyback on a couple of things that, that Kevin talked about, and I guess I'll uh, go ahead and start with COVID. Uh, you know, our main concern, naturally, when this whole thing started and it hasn't changed, and that is to keep our employees safe, to keep our members safe, and to keep the power on. Um, and in order to do that, uh, we have to maintain a workforce uh, who can carry out all the different strategic plans that we have for different situations. And I was looking at the most recent numbers and just to, to kind of put it in perspective of how important this is to us, because as many of you already know, uh, some of our construction crews have some of the most dangerous jobs uh, in the United States. Uh, they work them very safely every day. But uh, one of our main goals is we don't want one of our employees to end up in a hospital or an emergency room right now. And part of the reasons for that is in the state of Mississippi, uh, on a daily basis, uh, and, and normally there's about 6,500 staff beds available in the state. Um, right now, between uh, COVID and just other things that naturally go on in the hospital, uh, there's only about 2,000 staff beds available right now in the state of Mississippi. Now, if you think about a population of roughly three and a half million people, you know, that that gives you pause and gives you concern. And when you further break that down and you look at 
the actual ICU beds that are available. Uh, ICU beds available for COVID patients in the state of Mississippi down is down to about 150. So again, um, day in and day out, it is so important to us that our crews are out there, um, you know, working safely, following the procedures and the safety rules that they're supposed to, uh, because we don't want them uh, to end up in the hospital. Um, Kevin mentioned going into this time of the year, um, we have the potential certainly for ice, tornadoes, severe weather as the weather patterns change. First and foremost, uh, uh, going into this time of the year, if your power goes out, please report it. Don't assume uh, that we know about it. Um, if you come into uh, an area where you see a down power line, please, uh, for your safety uh, and for others around you, stay at least 50 feet away from any down power line that you see. Assume that the power line or whatever line is on the ground, assume it is energized. Call us, report it. Uh, we'll send somebody out to make it safe, make sure everything's all right. And then we will go through uh, the very methodical process of restoring the power. Uh, generator safety, very important. Uh, we learned in the hurricanes that uh, we had in South Mississippi, uh, unfortunately, we had quite a few people um, who uh, suffered loss of life actually to you know generator and, and not using it properly. So if you're going to use a generator first, make sure that it's hooked up properly, uh, that that disconnect is properly installed so it doesn't endanger uh, our uh, linemen and apprentices out there in the field trying to restore power. Uh, make sure the generator's grounded. Whatever you do, don't run the generator indoors. That's where most people get into trouble, especially some of our older members. And uh, absolutely do not refuel the generator while it's hot. Uh, those are just a few tips um, as we go into uh, the, the weather pattern changing a little bit. Just keep those in mind. Uh, just like I would like to say um, that everybody here is doing a good job. Uh, our crews have uh, done very well. Um, they are working safely, uh, doing a good job, and we're doing everything that we can to make sure that uh, if you need us, if your power's out, if you need us, that we can be there. And with that, that's all I have. All right. Well, uh, that's going to be about it for us. Um, if you, uh, we are posting this on Monday, November 30th. If you have a chance, uh, we are having a blood drive on Tuesday, December 1st. That's tomorrow. If you're watching on Monday, uh, we are giving away a $50 Amazon gift card to anybody who donates. There are extra precautions in place for COVID-19 concerns. So, uh, but we are vital. It's going to be here in our auditorium on Tuesday, December 1st from 1.30 to 5 p.m. Uh, they'll hook you up with a free cookie and a t-shirt after you're done. So, <laughs> hey, Justin. Okay, yes, yes. Uh, would you uh, say, Kevin? One more thing, let me jump in there. I, I, we, I talked earlier about the uh, partnership uh, with TVA. We've had another great partnership and Michael has done a lot of work with Community Foundation of Northeast Mississippi oh, yeah. to make <laughs> sure that the funds that, that we've partnered with with TVA to acquire have been um, advanced to make sure they've gone to worthy call, make sure that, that they've been matched. Uh, a little plug in there, the, the executive director of that foundation is Keith Fulcher, and he's going to talk about that 
and probably other matters as far as your year in giving. If you listen to Mississippi Public Radio, uh, 90.3 on your radio dial, he will be on there tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock on a show called Money Talk. So uh, a, a local guy giving a little advice and a guy that's been a great partnership to North Central. Absolutely. That's right. And this community care fund has been just an awesome opportunity. Um, you know, again, to recap, TVA established this matching grant program and, and North Central has given a total of $30,000, which was matched in full by TVA and then further matches by the Maddox Foundation. And um, we're getting close to, uh, I guess, with the Community Foundation raising uh, close to a million dollars in the feed fund, uh, which is helping to meet feed, food insecurity uh, across our state, particularly in the 11 county footprint. Um, the Maddox Foundation uh, is really want to hit that. They're wanting to hit that million dollar goal, and I think that we're maybe a couple hundred thousand shy. So, if any of your organizations or you personally want to give to this effort, it will be matched. You reach out to cfnm.org, uh, contact the Community Foundation of Northwest Mississippi to see how to contribute. Um, and I wanted to circle back real quick and just elaborate because I know we'll get questions on North Central Connect and what's, what's going to happen? What can they expect? What's the timeline for the first in-home installation? Um, we don't know. We're close. We're very close. Within a matter of uh, probably two weeks, I think it, it's safe to say. Um, all of our equipment has been configured. We're uh, waiting on connections from our, our uh, suppliers, which would be Zayo and Comcast, uh, for our, I guess, what you'd call our, our trunk feed for the fiber. Um, if you are in the Red Banks Road area, Ingram's Mill area, you have seen a ton of construction going on. I, I drove down through there the other day and uh, there were four line trucks in the air at the same time. Um, so just a ton of activity going on. Uh, we're still accepting pre-registration. And for those of you that are in the first phase to receive service, you can now sign up for service. We're accepting executed service agreements, so that speeds up the process when we have a drop construction at your home, and we'll be able to go right into it, and uh, you'll have your package already selected. Um, we had a couple comments, uh, just people questioning the, the pricing model and how we came up with that. We have done a, a deep dive into to the competitive market of what... Uh, uh, the current incumbent providers are offering as far as a speed package versus price as well as what the other co-ops are uh, offering and you know we've compared that and we we created these packages we intentionally price them with better speeds at a more affordable price than the majority of our competitors so be assured that we've put a lot of research into this and uh, for those of you that are that are spending $80, dollars $100 a month for satellite internet, you're not paying that much for the same service. This is something that will be totally life-changing. Um, be patient with us as we go through this process. There's a lot of moving parts going. We've got contractors in the field doing make-ready work, making sure that these poles are changed out. Uh, we've got uh, right-of-way uh, trimming going on, clearing paths to make sure that we've got the clearance for this fiber um and uh, just a, a ton of work to be done 
And also, I wanted to remind members just to be on the lookout during the holidays that we still have contractors in the field that are doing uh, other things for us. Uh, Osmos Utilities is in inspecting poles throughout our service territory. So you may see a contractor drilling around the base of the pole and treating the pole. That's what they're doing is, is they're inspecting it, testing it, make, making sure that it's safe. Uh, and we still have annexed utilities out in the field replacing our uh, meters. Um, for those meters that were installed in 2008, those automated metering infrastructure uh, meters, uh, which are read by a power line carrier, those have reached the end of their useful life, so we're in the process of replacing those. Uh, same exact functionality, other than it gives us a little more capability of disconnecting and pinging the meter. Uh, for more uh, accurate and safe outage restorations. So, um, sorry to jump in and, and throw that out there, right. but I just wanted to make sure we hit everything uh, Absolutely. before we signed off. Yeah. So, you said tomorrow morning, Keith Fulcher with the Maddox Foundation is going to be on uh, Mississippi Talk Radio 90.3? 90.3. 90 90.3, okay. Uh, so that's it. That's uh, Tuesday morning, December 1st, and then you listen to that program, then you come over to our auditorium, give a pint of blood and we'll give you a coke a cookie and a t-shirt <laughs> all right well y'all have a great december merry christmas happy new year all that good stuff uh we will be back in 2021